Hi, Amanda. Oh, hey, Kristen. Welcome to Bite Size Book Club. I'm excited. This is a good chapter. Yeah. So we are on Keep Going by Austin Kleon, Chapter 4, Make Gifts. This is, um, you know, we've gotten to a conversation about the stuff in this chapter a couple of times with people yeah. over the past couple of weeks and months. I think we fleshed it out a little more with Austin in his episode. He kind of talked about it. Yes. Like and then food trucks. I think, <laughs> I think we mentioned food trucks with it or something. Yeah, a lot about yeah. food trucks. And we talked about it with Rachel, pop culture mm-hmm. planner. Yeah. A bunch. And then in her after chatter, we talked, that was like almost entirely what we talked about in her after chatter. Mm-hmm. And I felt so strongly about this. I told you about this. There's not that many people who know about this. That I went and I bought a website. And it's called hobbyrevolution.com. There's like, there's literally nothing on it right now. It's just literally like, this is coming soon. Nice. But I think that it's part of this Instagram age. It's part of this, you know, I see this person doing this and I see this person doing this and I see this person doing this. And like, I know I can make money from this talent that I have. Yep. And so that should I be making money from this talent that I have? And should I pursue it anyway? Right. Because I feel like that's a big distinction because I always felt like I should, like I always felt like I was good enough too. Or I felt like, oh, well, if that person's doing it, I'm just as smart and talented as that person. Like I should be making money for, from it. But, yeah. But like also there's so much more to having a job than just being good at something. Right. And just because you're good at something doesn't mean you need to spend your time and your effort at it to make money. Like I'm very good at listening to people and I'm very good at talking to people and I'm very good at helping people solve their problems. Do I want to get paid to do that and like make that my job? Absolutely not. (laughs) That sounds like a horrible job. (laughs) Yeah. Like, do I literally want to sit across from people and have them pay me to tell me, like, like literally a therapist? I would never want to be a therapist. Yeah. Like, it appealed to me when I was going into college, like, my first semester of college, I took Psych 101 thinking, okay, maybe I want to be a therapist growing up. Because I was really good at listening and helping to people. And my number one value is problem solving. Mm -hmm. But knowing myself now, no effing way. But like that is one of my gifts. Like one of my gifts is the ability to help people out of a problem. And like if we're close friends, when you are in need of someone to talk to and not necessarily give advice or give advice, whatever it is that you need, I'm going to be your person. Yeah. But I don't want to be everyone's person. Well, that's what it is. The things that we're good at, we don't necessarily want to do every day. 
Right. And the things that we're bad at sometimes fills our cup up and we could do it every day. So it, it is that weird, like... Right. And sometimes you want to, like, do it for another person 40 hours a week. Sometimes you want to do, you know, two or three things. And, and sometimes the things that we are great at, sometimes our gifts are for us and the people we love. Yeah. And we don't need to sell them to other people because we want more dollars. Yeah. Because dollars can only go so far. And if you have like five things that you're really great at, how much of yourself can you divide up to get dollars so that you can spend those dollars to get all the things that you need as a human? Right. Instead of, you know, having a job or a career And having that like whole life harmony that we've talked about a whole bunch. As opposed to balance, harmony. Correct. And like, if you look at every single thing that you're good at as a transaction, you're mm -hmm. never going to get to harmony. Right. That's it's like, it's like, oh, I'm good at, well, I mean, like shoveling snow. So maybe I should also shovel snow. And then every time it snows, then you're thinking, okay, I should go out and shovel snow. But what if, you know, you've already planned to do things because with your other side hustle, you needed to plan to have a class that you were going to teach the day of the blizzard. But, yeah. you know, when every single thing is transactional, your gifts don't get to be gifts anymore. Mm -hmm. They're just things that you can give to other people for dollars. Yeah. And it was like an ironic chapter because when you give gifts, you're actually giving, you know, your work is for one, that one valuable person. So what's going to come out of you is your gift. Like, like it's like a weird paradox. It's like you're giving a gift of art or whatever. I love the story he told about his, him and his son doing like robots to each other. So cute. But like, then that's him using his art gift to give a gift. So like, your gift is present in the gift. That's why I love cooking for people. Right. I've been doing that a lot lately too. It's very, it's, been very nice. Yeah. And it's, which is why I started my Are You Kristen at Home account. Yeah. It's not so that I can make money so that I can, you know, it's not about influencing. Right. It's so that I can share more of the things that I do with more of the people that I love because I love cooking for people, but I also love staying in my house and not going anywhere. Yeah. And so since I live really far away from everybody, since it's hard for people to just, you know, up and come to Michigan and I'm making so many cool things with all of the tomatoes I grow and all of the cool things that I do that like, I just want to put it on Instagram because that's the easiest way for me to share the food things that I'm doing right now. Yeah. And I think like then that turns like making gifts and doing like that then turns what like our good friend Julie said, like you're not influencing someone with the gift. You're more impacting. It's like a, it's a sideways kind right. of effect. You're impacting them with your gift, like in a big way, as opposed to trying to, yeah. 
Yeah. And one, one of my favorite things too that like, like rings in my ears about the chapter is the part on page 93 when he played on the word success and he said S-U-C-K-S-S, like suck sex. Yeah. Like, success is success in someone else's terms or undeserved success. But the one that hit me the most is when success or chasing after it just plain starts to suck. And that was like a big part of my experience right before I got the teaching job last year. Like I was at a happy planner for a year and I was trying to do my own thing and like making emails and, and visiting trade shows by day and like waitressing by night. And like, it just started to suck. Like it just, you know, it yeah. was success, like the chasing after it. Yeah. So, I mean, that was one, that uh, word, like how he changed it hit me because I was like, that was really the turning point for me about why like the gratitude for teaching became so pungent because <laughs> the chasing after the success was sucking so hard. Right. In the thing that I wanted to do, that was my hobby, that blah, blah, blah. Right. So that really impacted me. Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. And who's to say, like, I won't ever try it again, but I'm going to try it at such a different angle. Like, it won't be a chase anymore, which I think is also an important thing. Because I think when the money's factored in, it becomes this chase. Like, and we've talked about this a lot, too, like the high stakes and how, like, you can't do anything with ease when you're so desperate and the stakes are so high. Right. And ease is where the gifts come. What you're doing for a living. If right. it has to be where your food is coming from, where your shelter is coming from, where your health care is coming from, then it's... there's more to it than just being creative. Yeah. And you're like living that life though, kind of. Kind of. You are. Yeah. I mean, to an extent. I mean, not well, not to extent. Yes. Like, no. but it's hard. It's hard. And then he said something like, if you're going to have that creative life, like you can't live within your means. You have to live below your means because it's well, always like. That's yeah. what it is. And yeah. like, that's, that's why I say to an extent. Mm-hmm. Because like, again, I am a person who has crafted a lifestyle so that I can live the life that I want mm -hmm. in life. Right. I don't go on vacations. Right. I stay at home all the time. I live this from life your because this is the, right. This is the life that I want to live. I, you know, don't go out and buy clothes all the time. Like I literally don't go into Target <laughs> so that I don't. Danger zone. Waste my budget, you know, like I don't spend money that I don't have. And like all of the money that I've earned over the past few years, I've put back into my business so that I can grow my business. Right. And that's been the, the most important thing to me is growing my business so that I have the ability to, when I need to, have a business that I can continue to earn from. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard. And like, you know, who, you know, a beautiful mess said mm -hmm. the same thing for a long time, you know, we were poor and like between me being what I do and Jeff being in grad school, like it, it is what it is. Yeah. And if you want to be a creative person and you want to take that like leap prepare to be poor right and like and it does, you know it doesn't it doesn't mean you have to be homeless or live on the street right. it just means like 
don't, you know, look, look at the way you live right now and think of what you could do without. Yeah. It could be fancy dinners. It could be, you know, Starbucks. Like literally think of the things that you, that are extra. And like, if you have a, like, if you have a nine to five, there's so many things that you do because you're out of the house every day mm-hmm. because you, you know, literally leave your house. Like I don't have a car. I don't have a gas, you know, we don't put nearly as much gas in our car because we don't have a commute. Yeah. There's so many things that you put corners on. Right. That, that, yeah. that it's so much easier to live frugally because I am a stay at home business person. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. Like I've learned to live the life that I've wanted to live because I want to own my small creative business because this is the person that I want to be. I've learned to be the person that I want to be. Right. And we see so many times and like, um, we'll talk about this a lot in what's going to be Monday's episode about reflection and a lot of this, but changing your life is hard. And we've both done that like big time in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. And it, it is very hard to do. Yeah. But when you want big things, you can't make small changes. Mm. And like, if you want to own your own creative business and be successful at it, you either need to come to the table with like, you know, $50,000 or find a way to save $50,000, you know, like, and you can do it. Like if you, if you, you know, if you earn that much money a year, you can figure out how to make $25,000 in your business and save $25,000 somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But I, he also said too, he's like, one of the other lines that I highlighted was, do what you love, cried the motivational speakers. But I think anyone who tells people to do what they love, no matter what, should also teach a money management course. And that's yes. exactly what you're talking about. And that is that hit me hard too. I was like, true. I was like, here I am, like trying to like do what I love, but I don't really know. I'm not, I'm so bad with money. And not bad in that, I just don't know. I need money management. And it's like, do what you love plus low overhead equals a good life. Like, I like how we put it like that, but it's so true. Like you cannot just, and millennials so often make that mistake, I think. Yes, I see at work and blah blah blah. Well, but I don't even think it's just millennials. I think it's everyone. Oh, yeah, sure. Right. I mean, it's not like we got ourselves into the last recession, which gave us absolutely no money to deal with this <laughs> problem in the first part. True. Right. So, like, I mean, if we had been better set up to begin with, then like we wouldn't have fifty thousand dollars in student loan debt for the average person. Yeah. So, like, but yeah, exactly. Low overhead, like. I could go find a cool place downtown to rent and work out of, but why? Yeah. Yeah. Like I could get super fancy software to do everything I need. Yeah. But why? Yeah. But he's like, he was so smart in this chapter, but it's so like, it's, I love how the chapter's called like make gifts and what you think is like, oh, to like use my hobby, I'll make gifts. But there's, he's so smart, like how he weaves everything else in that it has nothing to do with gifts, but like it does. 
Yes. It's the same kind of like abstract tie-in to like, once you start making money and it doesn't become just this thing you love to do that you do, all this complication <laughs> comes in. Like he's so smart about this chapter. I was reading it and I was like, yeah. And I think it's, it's really important for us to remember that we all have gifts to give other people. Yeah. Whether it's a gift of time, whether it's a gift of energy, whether it's a gift of presence in our thoughts, which is a gift that we give to a lot of people who don't deserve that gift. Right. Like when we have toxic relationships and we let those people take up space in our mind, mm -hmm. that's a gift we're giving those people. Because mm -hmm. that's what those people want more than anything is to get under our skin, is right. to take up that room in our space. Like to just be like, messy bitches want drama. So the best thing that you can give them is drama. Right. And that headspace that you're like, well, what do they think of this? What do they think of that? What if I did this? What if I did that? And I like to think that I'm above all of that, mm -hmm. but obviously I am not. <laughs> None of us are. Yeah. And it's awesome when we can like get toxic people out of our relationships, period. But like also that's not possible in all of the ways. So give yourself the gift of getting toxicity out of your head especially when it's other people related. Yeah. And I think like those gifts are really important. Like when you watch somebody's kids for an afternoon, when you, you know, get a pint of ice cream and bring it over to your friend's house because they're feeling extra crappy. You know, it's not just like somebody who can knit a sweater and like, it's not just literally physical gifts. Mm. Or even things that like you can consume. Like I was talking about how I love making food for people. Even love making food for myself. Because yeah. when you make food for yourself, that's a gift too. Because mm -hmm. I know it's really hard to be like, like alone and then make yourself a good meal. Mm -hmm. And not just cheat out of it so you can like get rest. Yeah. Like that's a gift. So think of like all the gifts that like exist in the world and how you can give them to yourself and give them to other people. And that's just like reframing. He said that in the chapter two, it's like reframing your thinking to the qualitative moments instead of the quantitative. Like so often we're like, well, how much will this make me? How many followers will this get me? How many? So we're always thinking numbers and he's like, forget the numbers and think of the quality of the activity you're partaking in, I guess, is kind of what you're saying. Right. Cause numbers never make you feel good. Cause like or they might once and then you're chasing it. Right. Exactly. If you get, you know, 100 likes today, then tomorrow you're going to be sad every time you don't get 100 likes again. Yeah. And so this chapter is great. I love this chapter. So okay. I guess what I want to know from everybody is what, you know, what are the gifts that you forgot that you had that you've been thinking about mm. lately and what gifts do you love to see in other people that you especially. think like especially the things that you don't think other people see in themselves a lot um so so keep those in mind and comment below in the 
the comments or start your own thread over in the community tab. I always forget what the tab's called. All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in for Bite Size Book Club, and we'll be back next week. Bye.